Hello and welcome to B2B Better, the only podcast focused on helping early stage marketing teams do better than boring work. My name is Jason Bradwell and every week I sit down with whip smart marketing leaders to talk about what it takes to build a modern day strategy that delivers actual business results, not vanity metrics. Each episode is packed to the rafters with actionable insights and takeaways that you can put into practice today. Let me help you be better than boring. Here we go. It's just me this week. I've been traveling for the first time for work since before the pandemic, which means I haven't had time to sit down and edit some of the episodes uh, with guests that I've got in the pipeline. But I couldn't let a week go by without sharing some marketing, B2B marketing wisdom. So you've got me solo this week. And today I want to talk a little bit about the marketing metrics that matter. Uh, Certainly over my career, B2B marketing I've seen B2B marketing come a long way, especially in the last five years. When I first started working in the field, maybe it was just the company I worked for, but I do think it was perhaps a more wider symptom of people's expectation of marketing, that it was the function that helped decks look pretty um, or chose the font type on the website. Um, But increasingly so, I'm starting to see the function viewed as the secret source within B2B businesses in unlocking long-term sustainable business growth. There was a research report that came out by Gartner a few months ago that showed that 73% of CMOs expect their budget to increase in the next 12 months, which is crazy. Um, Well, not not crazy. It's great, right? Um, Despite the impact of the pandemic, businesses still view uh, marketing as Uh, vital enough to increase the budgets and accelerate some of their projects. And this idea that B2B marketing is boring, I I just think it's outdated and it's incorrect. In fact, there's plenty of evidence out there to suggest that that, that B2B marketing indeed is starting to outpace its B2C cousin across a number of key performance drivers. But of course, with larger budgets comes a greater expectation for quantifiable results, which is quite understandable, right? If you're a CEO or a CFO, perhaps more importantly, the uh, the, the, the latter, um, as they're the ones holding the purse strings, they're going to want to see a cause and effect. They want to see that if we're spending $1 on X channel, we're expecting to see $3 back. And this has led to an explosion of attribution platforms out there available to marketers that provide or claim to provide a real granular view on exactly how a buyer has engaged with a brand before they go ahead and make a purchase, which in turn has fueled this colossal growth of performance marketing across teams, across marketing teams uh, over the world, which all sounds great. But there is a catch. As we've relied more and more on attribution platforms to guide our decision making, we've ended up boxing ourselves into justifying our existence as marketers against their limitations. Think of it like this. If your company is using a platform that's hooked up to all of your digital channels in order to measure a potential customer's journey through the funnel, you can easily see that they visited your website, that they browsed your blog for a few minutes, and then they filled out a form to download a white paper, which is great. That's a a lead that you can then hand over to sales um, and collect enough of those, collect enough of those leads or marketing qualified leads or even sales qualified leads, you've got a better case next year to, to, to request more budget, to create more white papers, right? Because that was the tactic that worked, went nowhere. They followed up a couple of times, sent a few emails, try to do a, do a bit of cold calling, but they never got a response. Game over. So 
what this means is that we're being incentivized as marketers to chase after lightweight transactional metrics like leads because that's what's measurable by our technology, despite these metrics being proven to deliver a poor conversion rate into actual business outcomes. And that's the important part, right? If we're going to continue increasing our influence as a function, as marketers within the wider organization, we need to be able to tie our efforts to actual business outcomes. Ultimately, what this will mean is that it results in companies producing the same sales activation marketing strategies that have diminishing returns that focus exclusively on capturing demand today versus nurturing demand for tomorrow. And it's got to be a balance. And this ends up creating companies that are risk averse, they are creatively stunted and ill-equipped to handle evolving B2B buyer behaviors. So how do you solve this? How do you escape the doom and gloom that I have painted? I believe that the answer lies in more creative goal setting. I think it's about finding the right mix of revenue-based quantitative objectives that unquestionably prove the commercial value of a marketing function and balancing that with brand-based qualitative objectives that that focus on building the long-term demand of an organization. So here are some examples of what this could look like in practice for a marketing lead within a B2B company. If it's a VP of marketing, a CMO or whatever goals. And remember, the quant goals are the ones that are revenue-based and the qual goals are the ones that are brand-based. Okay, so starting with the quant goals, you could have an objective to ensure the company meets revenue target X. And the result that you're using to measure that objective is that you've increased inbound source sales by 20% uh, by Q3. All right. Second one, you want to increase your sales velocity. That's your objective. You can do that. The result you can show to prove that is that you reduce the average buying cycle uh, by 10% through uh, an account-based marketing program. Right. Third one, your objective is you want to grow marketing's contribution to qualified pipeline. And the way that you're going to do that, the, the result you're going to measure to prove that you've done that is you're going to create three net new opportunities that become qualified pipeline in, in the next 12 months. All right, so those are your quant goals. These are the things that you can take to your CFO and to your CEO to justify increased investment within your function because you are having a net positive impact on the things that they care about, which ultimately are going to be revenue-based. That's what a lot of marketers are good at doing so far. Where I think the opportunity is that they're missing is in these qual goals, which I'm going to share with you now. So a qualitative goal could look something like this. Your objective, delight all prospects that have received a product demo. Key result, how are you measuring it? Run three surprise and delight campaigns per quarter. Okay. Second objective, keep us top of mind for potential buyers. What's the key result? Create a retweetable asset every week during Q2. Final objective, Don't allow our marketing to become creatively stale. How are you going to measure it? What's your key result? You're going to run an inspiration session each month within your team where they will share ideas about what's inspired them. It doesn't have to be from your industry. It doesn't even have to be within your, you know, it doesn't even have to be within B2B marketing. It could be in B2C marketing or D2C or, or, or whatever. And then from that session, activate at least one idea. So when you look at the first three goals, these are the quant goals, they're going to be familiar to any marketer that's ever reported directly into your C, into the C-suite or indeed sat, sat on the C-suite themselves. And 
should be the foundation from which any team builds their strategy on. They're designed to capture in-market demand, which are customers who are shopping for a product like the one that you sell right now, right today. That They're looking for what you're, what you're flogging. And as a result, these goals are going to typically yield mid to bottom of the funnel activations like product or account-based marketing. These last three goals, delight all prospects, keep us top of mind, don't allow our marketing to become creatively stale. Far more rare to see these on the annual OKR sheet of a senior marketer, but arguably these are the ones that are going to preserve the long-term health of their function and the business as a whole. They're designed to be ambiguous and as such, creatively liberating, right? They're designed to give marketers permission to take risks and venture onto a new path of discovery. And they're designed to allow us to experiment with the unknown and draw inspiration from unexpected places. Ultimately, these goals are going to contribute to generating out-of-market demand for your product or service so that when your customers are ready to buy from you, it doesn't rely on you going to them, making sure that you're in front of them at that time. They're going to be coming to you because you're going to be the first brand that they're thinking about when they have that have that need. So what's the takeaway from all of this? B2B marketing is maturing as a business function, which is great. And it's meaning that we can significantly contribute to a company's financial success and the wider business recognizes this. But if we're going to continue to unlock bigger budgets, greater influence, more responsibility, we have to focus on the marketing metrics that not only allow us to capture demand today, but also foster that demand for tomorrow, finding a better balance between your performance marketing and brand building. So that's it for this week, the marketing metrics that matter. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I've got a cracker of an interview lined up next week with uh, one of the most well-known and well-respected marketing figures, uh, certainly on Twitter. So I'm excited to get that one over to you guys. Um, But in the meantime, have a great weekend. And that's it for this episode of B2B Better. If you enjoyed the interview, go ahead and subscribe to my podcast, leave a rating, a comment, a review, or just share it on social media. It will really make my day. Every Monday morning, I send out a newsletter to B2B marketers all around the world on how to do better B2B marketing. You can sign up to that via the link that I'm going to leave in the description of this episode. Or if you need a fix of B2B marketing content goodness right now, you can head over to my website at www.jasonrbradwell.com. See you next week.